How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. The only thing about the morning is I was like, I don't know if I should start drinking yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It's kind of nice having my coffee. I'm like, got my brightly awake awoken yeah. mind right now. Yeah, I wish I didn't make my coffee so strong because I've got a little espresso machine, espresso mm. machine downstairs, and I, I start the day with like a fucking triple shot right away. So. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's so like I want another cup of coffee right now, but I also don't want my heart to explode. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. I don't know uh, any of those kind of medical procedures, so <laughs> <laughs> we might be shit out of luck. Heart exploded. <laughs> don't know what to do. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, it's just the cherry on top of the cake. Ah, well, uh, Mr. Greg, how are you? Uh, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I've uh, I've had a pretty decent week. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, we finally made it to the UFO Watchtower. Ah! To go camping. <gasps> how was that? Uh, it was pretty good. It was an, it was a beautiful night. Uh, the weather was great. It was a moonless night. Oh. The night we camped there, and um, Miranda saw something first, and it was just in the distance Ooh. above the mountain horizon, and it was a flashing light, and it was, it's the weird thing about it is mm-hmm. it only flashed or pulsed when you turned your head away and looked back at it. Really? So when she would try and keep looking and didn't do it again, she tried to point it out to me, and I couldn't see it. And we'd been really good all night at, like, directing each other to look at what we're looking at in the stars and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. using 6 o'clock and 2 o'clock and whatnot. Military so we were pretty in sync codes. with each other. Yeah, yeah, military stuff, super sniper stuff. Anyhow, I couldn't see it when she was talking about it, so I... Uh, just kept hanging out. You know, eventually we got over it. You know, she played with it for a while, like, you know, looking at it fast, looking at it slow, but it always just blinked when she looked. Mm, like echoes pumps. Now, eventually she went to bed, and I stayed up with my whiskey, and uh, I, I roasted marshmallows on my machete because we didn't bring anything. To, we forgot <laughs> to bring, like, sticks or anything. Roasted roast marshmallows me. on my machete. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> It was either that or, like, damage the trees on her property for a stick, and I didn't want to do that. Okay, that's respectful. used my machete, yeah, like a man. (laughs) So drinking whiskey and roasting marshmallows. Using my machete. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, so I'm sitting there and just listening to music, you know, classic rock course, camping, Mm. doing it right. Um, You know, so, like, Jimmy's playing. And I look up, and now when I see it, same place she described, now I'm seeing a formation Loosely in the shape of Nevada, but really not that accurate. Just more like that square to a point at the bottom kind of shape. I just think Nevada because I'm from Las Vegas. (laughs) Instantly where your brain went. Yeah. Understandable. So same exact thing. If I looked away, looked back, it pulsed and died down real quick. And these were different colored than the stars. You know those really bright headlights that are almost a bluish tinge to them? Mm -hmm. That's what they looked like to me. But tiny little specks in the shape of a... And there was multiple ones that you saw? Yeah, in a shape... Now, if I looked away and looked at them, that's when they pulsed. And if I kept looking, they didn't do it again. If I looked away, looked back, they pulsed. If I blinked, they didn't. I did tests. What? And uh, so that was kind of our night. Now, when I finally went to bed around 1 in the morning, Mm. the coyotes had been howling all night. 
and I went to bed. I fell asleep for like an hour, and I had to get up to pee, and then Miranda woke up too. The coyotes were like almost circling like the area. I won't say directly our camp or anything, like, but like the area. You could hear us like all around coyotes. I didn't think too much of it because I don't know this area. So I was like, well, maybe that shit happens here. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't been at the gift shop yet because we got there in the evening and she was closing down. So we, next morning, you know, we pack up and we go to the gift shop area. And some locals came to say hi to the lady running the shop. And they're like, man, some weird shit was going on last night. Mm-hmm. Like, they're dogs that don't ever freak out, except for, like, one time a bear was in their yard. It was the last time their dog acted like this, where their dog was, like, there's little Australian shepherds. I met them. They were oh. cute. But the dog was, like, hugging her chest last night. and like. I probably have, like, tears in my eyes yeah, right now. Oh, my God. They said the coyote God. thing was really weird. Oh. And um, the coyote thing was happening during high strangeness hour. Uh, for those of you who aren't into aliens and super weird shit like that, there is an hour called High Strangeness, where, like, the weirdest kind of things happen by high strangeness. I mean, really odd things are happening around you. That tends to be around the 3 o'clock in the morning hour for all sightings and high strangeness. And that's around the time that you woke up around. That's about the time it was happening. And yeah. it's funny that Miranda woke up around that same time, yeah. too. Ooh! Goosebumps! So yeah, along with you know, my Highway 50 story from like a month ago with that light following us, that's a lot of activity happening out there. It's pretty crazy. I, I did leave, uh, I left one of my oldest and favorite tent pegs. Really? <laughs> uh, in the, you know, the pen garden that they have? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a vortex garden at this place that's supposed to have really good energy and all that, and people leave stuff behind and make a wish. One particular part of it's like a pen garden where everybody stabbed a pen into the ground. So I stabbed my favorite uh, camping tent steak, also with a free pancake card from the restaurant I work at. <laughs> Way to give back. Yeah. You know, comes, the guys, you know, if, if, if a man walks in with a pancake card with a hole punched in it, I need to know. <laughs> I know who he is. He's I know a, where he came. Yeah. He's, it's an alien. It's an alien. Just don't ask me yeah. about it. Uh, and then also I made um, something I've been wanting to do for a while. If you've ever, have you ever seen the movie Chef? John Favreau, um, really good movie, especially if you're into cooking. Um, Chef Roy Choi uh, kind of trained him through that movie, and I love Chef Roy. Uh, they have a Netflix show right now called The Chef Show. I've seen that on Netflix. Fantastic. If you watch yeah. the show, you'll have to go watch the movie, and then the show makes even more sense. Should I watch the Muji? Well, Muji. Should Mo- I watch? Yeah, Movie First is even better. <laughs> movie First? Yeah, okay. I think the movie's either on Prime or Netflix right oh, now. Oh, sweet. So. Perfect. Um, I made the, the Moho pork cubano recipe that Ooh. chef roy does um i made a mojo brine brine the pork overnight uh then i made a mojo sauce cooked it in the mojo sauce Damn. Um, i bought the best ham the best swiss cheese imported from switzerland um really nice big pickles um, my favorite <gasps> mustard it's called bone sucking mustard it's by a company called bone sucking barbecue sauce oh this mustard is fantastic where can you find that at King Super. King Super. Second, the barbecue sauce aisle. Yeah. Weird. No. King Super is like Smith Kroger brand for anybody around the country. Yeah. So, or um, I forgot what they're called. Only the East and the. It's there's Smiths in Vegas. There's Krogers. I think it's Fred Meyer. Fred's. I don't fucking. I know, know there's Publix out on the East Coast. Yeah, that that's not the same chain though. Oh, but, yeah. awkward. <laughs> Publix is my favorite grocery store though. Publix really? Is, Publix is banging. Yeah, Pub Subs. 
Oh, see, I didn't even go inside Publix when I was out there. Oh, you fucked up. I know, I know. I just kept driving around. Yeah, you get a sandwich there. Like, it's not the same as, like, King Supers and stuff. Like, you get a pub, we call it pub subs, and Mm -hmm. they're fucking good. All right, I'll put it on my list next time I go out there. You get pub subs, you go to the beach. Fucking donezo. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so, yeah, I made these Cubanos, and they came out band-fucking-tastic. Nice. I'm about to make some more for lunch after you leave. That's I'd, like a, I'd invite you, but I know you don't eat meat. You don't eat the meats. That's, I appreciate it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's all about the meat. Honestly, too, I don't even eat meat, but my like my mouth was watering when you started describing all oh, that. Oh yeah, it's I like, have some mojo sauce you can try. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah, love it's, to. It's, it's like a citrus uh, garlic. Tons of just just take all the fresh herbs you can find just and throw, throw them in there. Yeah, it's really really good. Fucking nuke fuck, in your mouth. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, shall we? We shall. We shall. Well, uh, well, guys, welcome to Strange People Weird World. I am one of your lovely hosts, Anya Daniela, and with me, as always, is the stupendous, marvelous Greg Tanner. Uh, also the loveliest host. <laughs> loveliest. Loveliest Don't host. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Have you ever read any of my hashtags on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I read the last one of the water bottle, and I was like... <laughs> I literally laughed out loud when I saw that post and I read I was reading the comment and then I saw that tag and I busted into tears. Yeah, for months I've been talking about how like I'm cuter than you. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't lying, guys. He ain't lying. You gotta get to like my last two hashtags. They're they're usually pretty good. They're the best ones. I don't know what I'm doing hashtagging, so (laughs) I get bored and just start writing. Seriously, I'm like, hashtag Beautiful yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hashtag. I can't believe I'm still hashtagging. <laughs> hashtag, what the fuck's a hashtag? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> used to be the pound sign. It used to be the pound yeah, sign. Yeah, fact, pound sign. So really quickly, uh, it's not, it's probably going to be a little sensitive. I don't know. I had this guy who was telling me this joke, and he's like, you know about the hashtag Me Too movement? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be pound me too with the old day. <laughs> <laughs> and he told that and he was like oh, this older shit. man. He looked at me and he said it. And it didn't, it just kind of went over my head. And then after a solid minute of thinking about it, I was like, whoa. That's funny. That's funny, that's man. Funny. Sorry, anybody. It's not funny. It's not funny. Who's been, you know, molested and. No, that's like fucked that. That's up. not funny. But I did. Th- that, you gotta appreciate a good dad joke when it comes through. That was that was quick. And I asked him too. I was like, "Do you have children?" He's like, "Yeah, I have three. I'm like, they probably love your dad joke, sir." Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Was, I bow down to you on that one. <laughs> Bowing down. <laughs> um, but this week we have quite the story. It's definitely fucking weird, Ooh, and right. it's a strange one. That's all for right. sure. Um, so this week it. I did things a little bit differently. I love writing every single episode because I'm a writer and I just love to get creative with the way you can structure it. Um, but when I was doing my research on this subject, I found a, another writer who composed the story in an absolutely beautiful, flowing piece. And so uh, I'm going to just read you the words of Chris Levin, who's a storyteller and writer. But you guys will hear my voice talking about his voice on paper. All right, so start this off. Grab your guys' seat. Gonna get a little weird. <clears throat> so, this is the story of Tarar, the 18th century cannibalistic French spy. Oh damn! Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. It said really fucking weird. Strapping in for this one. Right? <laughs> Alrighty, let's get into it. So, 1800s French cannibalistic spy. Yes. So he was born in the 17, or he was born in the late 17th, but it went into the 18th century. That was when he okay. was prowling the streets, okay. leaving his mark. <clears throat> The walking manifestation of one of the seven deadly sins prowled the cobbled streets of 18th century Paris, seeking only to indulge his endless hunger. Earlier in life, his dietary needs started out small, but were otherwise innocent. However, things would soon take a sinister turn. According to contemporary accounts and existent medical records, his bottomless appetite continued growing to the point that his legendary gluttonous gorging caused him to ingest live animals and raid morgues. He once was even suspected of kidnapping and devouring a toddler. Oof. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> this guy is... I kind of feel bad for him, but he's a little, he's a little fucked up. So he's just raiding morgues like a candy shop. Yeah, because like his hunger just like can't be fulfilled. Wow. Um, so with large lip, with large lipless mouth stretched wide beyond normal and filled with stained teeth, Tarar ate corks, stones, entire baskets of apples one at a time in quick succession, and even live animals. His favorite was a snake. For like, he ate stones. He ate stones. And corks. <laughs> and, you know, the cork could be fun to chew on, maybe. Yeah, but a stone, stone is like, ah, like, oh, makes my just, mouth just shudder. <laughs> you just gotta down it. I mean, you, you just... We just. You can't really, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of things in that sentence that I could fixate on, but the stones is what I chose, <laughs> because... What the hell? <laughs> you know? Like, all right. All, all right. right. So, so he's like a goat. Yeah, he's like, like a fucking billy goat. He's like a goat that eats people. <laughs> <laughs> a billy goat that can't be current <laughs> <laughs> right. Um So yeah, his, he ate live animals, and his favorite was snake for the pure morbid amusement of onlookers that were challenged to um, satate his seemingly interminable appetite. I hear snake's not bad. I would try snake. Yeah, like I've seen like roasted snake, and yeah, I think my, down my in the south. My dad's eaten snake. I, I wasn't there with him on that trip when he... He killed a snake and roasted it himself. Oh, wow. This is like cowboy shit yeah. right oh, there. Oh, my dad's a fucking man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I, I'm a little girl compared to my dad. <laughs> I'm, when, I'm like, I've got to be like a horrible disappointment, like Bobby Hill, basically. Like, <laughs> Bobby Hill. My dad bought me a football before I was born, and by the time I'm 17, I have pink hair, and I'm painting my nails black. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's okay. It makes yeah. you feel any better. I'm pretty sure it was a disappointment to my dad. I was a little chunker, a little chicken nugget. <laughs> He was like, great, my daughter's a chicken nugget and she like arts and shit. Fantastic. Nice, yeah. I've had a su successful dad bod my whole life. It's, <laughs> it's pretty nice. I'm glad it's in style now, though. Like, I've naturally just become in style, like, my look. Like, Honestly, I, I think, like, either a dad bod or just, like, toned is better than, like, rock hard, like, fucking boulder bod. That's, yeah, that's, that's I like feels a little, intense. little cushiony. Feels intense, yeah. Little you need a little, little cushion. cushion. You need a little cushion. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. Right, back to the, so, guy, the guy who eats everything. Tarar was diminutive, diminutive in stature, weighing no more than 100 pounds. Despite all of his daily intake, he never seemed to keep any of the weight on. When empty, his stomach was loosely distended to the point that Did he, he could wrap it around his waist. So that's where, like, science and medical professions have been trying to figure out what the fuck caused this. And Just uh, kind of like Giardia? We gonna get into that. Um, but Ooh. you're on the right page with possible parasite. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 
So his stomach was loosely distended to the point that you could actually wrap it around his waist as if it were a belt made of his own, still attached to flesh. When full, it was inflated like a balloon, similar to a pregnant woman in her final trimester. Which is, if you guys don't know, the trimester is the final one is like, you're about to burst. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I've seen some ladies walking around. It's like, oh, don't touch her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am terrified of getting pregnant because I know I will blow up like a goddamn fucking balloon. <laughs> Probably fly away like a hot air balloon. Let's be real um, his hair was fair and soft, while his cheeks, when not engaged at capac- capacity, allegedly able to hold so much as a dozen of eggs, were wrinkled and hung slack to create premature jowls. So, dude was just funky looking. He's super short, pretty fucking scrawny, like, huge belly that just, like, hung. His cheeks were so, like, stretched out and gouged that they hung down like jowls on a dog. Goodness gracious. I know, I feel bad for the dude. And now I get why he's eating rocks. He's <laughs> just trying to fill himself with anything he can. And his mouth is able to open up to where, I mean, you can fit, like, literally a basket full of, like, apples he's in like there. He's a fucking snake billy goat <laughs> yeah. now. He's a snake goat, man. He reminds me of, a. Uh, <clears throat> Have you guys ever seen Beetlejuice? The when they go into yeah, yeah, the world yeah. and they like the mouth opens up. Yeah. That's what I picture. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so prior to life as a successful street performer, the individual is known by his by his stage name Terrar. Um, I, I was wondering about the name too. I was like, is that a f- common French name or? Yeah, they actually they never were able to figure out his real name, um, and he just went by his stage T- name. Terrar sounds like. I don't know, like, to rock the caveman. Or I think it's like, like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. So I'm just like, I'm picturing it a T Rex. Sounds primal. <laughs> it sounds primal. Yeah. Picturing a dude going around like a T Rex, like, eating a bunch oh, of gosh. shit. Gosh, poor guy. <clears throat> uh, but Tarar was a part of a traveling caravan of criminal misfits. He was born in the rural countryside surrounding the epic center of the booming silk weaving trade in Lyon, France, around approximately 1772. And uh, his appetite was readily apparent from an early age. As the legend goes, a young Terrar was capable of eating his own body weight in cow meat within a 24-hour period. Sadly, this boundless craving forced I him out of his family's home. I ate a one-pound cheeseburger one time, and it, it, was a, it was a contest. You had to eat a pound cheeseburger and a pound of tater tots and this gigantic <laughs> soda. We had been rafting all day, so I, I came and conquered it. It was a, it was a place that Manverse Food had went to in Boise. Uh, called Big Judd's Burgers. Oh. I've got the shirt right in the closet behind really? you. It's, yeah, the, it's called the One Pound Club. Um, I went home and died after that. There, there's a picture of me smiling holding my shirt, and there's a picture of me face down on the couch, <laughs> and my mom came and draped my shirt over me as I'm there, like, groaning in pain. I've eaten maybe two quarter pounders, like, back to back, and oh. then, like, a large french fry. And you hate yourself. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was, like, rolling home, like yeah. a rolling ball. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine walking. Gosh, so a hundred something pounds in beef in twenty four hours. That's what's for dinner. And uh, because of this, you know, he was forced out of his home as a teenager because they couldn't afford to feed well, him the anymore. The farts were probably terrible. Oh, dude, Just right? Beef farts, hundred pounds of beef farts. Talk about fucking gassing someone to death. Oh gosh, the <laughs> methane in that yeah. house. You couldn't, you couldn't smoke a cigarette, and you know French people love their cigarettes, right? Well, so now we know why he was forced into fucking the street life because yeah. his family was like, "Tarar, get you and your unsustainable hunger out of the." Fucking house. Gosh, Can't man. do it. I already get why he's eating. Terrible to say. <laughs> like, I get why he's eating stones and people now. Like, 
you gotta take what you can get. Um, There's no cows running around <laughs> on the streets. People are locking up their cows now. So one day he's just walking by a morgue and like light bulb goes off. He's, he's like, like Tons of meat in there. Let's go get it. Fuck, okay. Uh, but after several years of touring the country begging for root, <coughs> begging for food, Terrar became the opener for a snake oil peddling mount bank before taking off to Paris to God, I wish I lived act. in the snake oil days. I know I would have been a snake oil salesman. I'm sorry. Seriously. I just, I, I couldn't help it. I've, I've got that charisma, that charm, and... I wish. I'm not a business person. When I try to sell something, I'm like, oh, you don't want it? Okay, sounds good. And I'll, like, walk away. yeah. I, I I too I agree. I also couldn't really be in sales too, but like I feel like a little different then though. I know because back then you're like, come on, come on. Yeah, you're look putting at on this a show. Right? I can definitely put on a show. Showman. Yeah, I'm a showman. Yeah, I'm a, showman. I'm a show. I'm a showman, but I'm not a salesman. Yeah, because because you know I'm an entertainer at heart. Yes. But you know entertainers were like shot at and thrown things at back then. Not you know I, I think I'd rather be the, take the snake oil route. Right. You get shot at too, but at least you're running away with a bunch of money. Yeah, at least you're like profitable and <laughs> yeah. you're just you know yeah. scouring You see the, the country, you're going town to town. <laughs> you never get to go back, but it's the life to live back yeah, then. Absolutely, you're gonna uh, die at thirty anyways. I might as well make the fucking best of it. Yeah. All right, so Tarar is now on the streets. Yes, he's now on the streets. Um, after several several years, you know, touring the country, begging, um, he's now in Paris to perform as a solo act for Snake Oiling. Okay. Uh, with success, though, came risk. Terrar once collapsed mid-performance with what was later discovered to be as an intestinal obstruction, given his fucking diet. He's got fucking rocks stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, requiring his audience to carry him. You gotta go with the, the smooth river stones so it, you, you can pass exactly. them. Exactly. You hope, gotta you think know. with your head, Terrar. Yeah, you gotta pick the right rocks, man. I mean, I know you're thinking with your gut, but yeah. you just switch <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this caused the audience to carry him to the nearby Hotel Duval Hospital. After being treated with laxatives, a grateful Terrar offered to demonstrate his talents by eating the surgeon's pocket wife. The surgeon agreed, but only under one condition, that he'd be allowed to cut Terrar open to, retie- to retrieve it afterwards. Wisely, Terrar finally used his head, and he declined that offer. He should have accepted. The guy probably would have found some more rocks and shit in It could have figured out what the fuck was yeah. going on with him. <laughs> but then again, you know, back then, I don't know if I'd want to be cut open, because they didn't really have the means to... pretty risky, yeah. You'd probably get, like, bacterial infection and yeah, die. Yeah, even, like, even today, I really don't want you rooting around in my stomach. No, I don't, I don't uh, want I don't mean anybody surgery. risk deep in my... <laughs> <laughs> in my I'm body. okay. Yeah. I had a hernia surgery, too many down there, and I'm like, don't yeah. go picking and prodding. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so now we are fast-forwarding to... Uh, 1792, and we're... And what year were we in? We were in... Ni- er, 1772. So we're fast-forwarding 20, 20 years. Okay, so he's just been hustling snake oil for 20 years, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. All right. I was doing his thing. Uh, so it was during the French War of the First Coalition when respected military surgeon Dr. Pierre-Francois Percy first met Terrar, who is now a soldier for the French Revolutionary Army. God, so they must have been hard up for soldiers. But hey, Terrar's making moves. He's now yeah. no longer living on the streets yeah, and performing. He's getting, it. he's getting it. He's a part of the army. Yeah. He, Good job, Terrar. He, he's obviously a thinker. Yeah, you he's know, using his he's not, head a little bit. He's not slow. He's just got a worm or something living inside of him. Something to get to control uh, his belly. Yeah, maybe the Beetlejuice snake is inside of him. <laughs> uh, so, Terrar 
he proved to be quite the extraordinary patient to Percy. Unable to survive off of military rations alone, Terrar began doing odd jobs around the base for other soldiers in exchange for their rations, and when that proved to be insufficient, he scoured for food scraps in dung hills. Despite all of his scourging, scourging? Scrunging. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Tarar succumbed to exhaustion and was admitted to a military hospital under the care of Dr. Percy. So I'm thinking it's like a medical thing with this dude. Cause it's got to be. Like exhaustion. Like he literally just can't. He's always hungry. Um, there, even being granted quadruple rations failed to satisfy his hunger. Rations. 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 Okay. Rations. Uh, Tarar began to eat out of the garbage, steal the food off of other patients, and even chow down on the hospital's bandage supply. Psychological testing found Tarar to be apathetic, but otherwise completely sane. So he's not crazy. I mean, yeah, no, he, he obviously <laughs> thinks about things, but he's... He's eating rocks, he's eating bandages. he's shoving cotton down his fucking head. <laughs> oh, this I, dude is getting I mean, anything he, he can. You see, he's thinking of filling things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Like, he's just, he's eating a roll of bandage like a fruit by the foot. <laughs> he's like, my insides need some care. I'm going to eat these bandages to wrap it up. May- fuck, maybe. That's maybe his process of thinking. Uh, but Percy's report described Tarar as having bloodshot eyes and constantly being overheated and sweating with a body odor so rancid that he could <sighs> be smelled from 20 feet away. Oof. And in 18th century French military surgeon standards, like... That's, you gotta smell bad. If you, but yeah, but 18th century French standards. It, I mean, you've got to be stinky for everybody else to be like, man. Because you're already not bathing at that time, yeah. and for people to like have a smell for 20 feet, like, yeah, that's gross. I'm and assuming it probably they're, smells. They're smelling you above the the layer of French cigarette smoke going through the whole country. I imagine at that time, like there's just a layer of smog. All the funk uh, from all the all other the other people. stinky French people, and you're stinking worse than all them. Pepe Le Pew's probably running around. Pepe and, Le Pew's like, oh, and pew, he's pew. like, no, 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 we know. <laughs> I cannot do this here. <laughs> oh, pew, pew, no, that's I'm probably just, why he came to America. Right? Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, <clears throat> but. The smell only got worse after eating, and Percy even described it as being so bad, he literally had visible stink lines coming off of him. So I'm imagining, like, when you are in a uh, hot setting and you're looking at, like, the hot ground, you yeah, can see like the heat. Yeah, mirage. Yes, type. so... You, you could see... Wait, you're the seeing air him. was so thick coming off this man. His you stinky ass see mirage. Oh, God. <laughs> You see flies dying around him. Like, like a fly comes into yeah, it. Like, boom, hits a wall and dies. goes down. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> after eating, Tarar would succumb to the inflammation of his body and pass out. Percy observed this after preparing a meal made for 15 to test Tarar's limits, which he predictably porked down. Percy continued this experiment by feeding Tarar live animals, a cat, which he drank the blood of and after consuming, like an owl, regurgitated only its fur. He also ate lizards, snakes, puppies, and an entire fucking eel. He's eating things whole. Whole. And and spitting out the fur. Only the fur. Drinking the blood. This dude is... Even owls spit the bones back out. Yeah. He's oh. just consuming it. Everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Told you it was a weird one. <laughs> so, I'm trying to get in the headspace of this doctor now. Mm-hmm. So he's got this guy. He makes a meal f- 
for a platoon. Yeah, 15 people. 15 and, soldiers. And this guy just downs it. Downs the whole licking thing. Licking his fingers afterwards. Passes out after. Because, I mean... What do you do now? He's like, I can't keep using the army, the government's food. So he just takes a walk and starts collecting cats and stray dogs and shit. Goes through the local shit. villages. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That is just insane. And the, So they didn't even cook him. He just... Ate him whole. Sits Terrar down, plops a cat in front of him on the table, and dude just... Yeah, ate raw animals. Like, didn't even... I mean, keep in mind, too, like, this man is eating, like, fucking stones and corks and wood and fucking bandages. So, the meat, he doesn't even care if it's fucking cooked. He's like, oh, I'm gonna... Who can go with my belly? Stones in his stomach grind the bones. He's created a perfect system, uh, a perfect uh, environment in his stomach to... To eat whatever he wants now. It's just he's got he's got this bed of stones that just grind anything he puts down there and is lubricated by the blood of animals. And uh, I'm sorry everybody, this is terrible. I know, I'm sorry guys. What oh. a great story this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what's out there, because it's oh. fucking weird. Fast forwarding, months of experimentation passed before the military discovered a way to put Terrar's unique ability to use. I, I, I picture him in a cage now, like Jurassic Park, and they're just lowering the cow down. <laughs> like, it's just, like, yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. Terrar was commissioned as a spy for the French Army of the Rhine. So now look at this. Terrar went from getting kicked out of his house to living on the streets to then becoming a street performer to having a solo act to being in the army to now being a fucking spy. I feel like, I mean, you probably got to be pretty good to be a spy, right? That or they just... Or intelligent or maybe they're trying to get Risking it for the biscuit for him because yeah. they know he's not any much of a use other than just consuming everything. And food's already pretty, like, scarce back then. Yeah. So this dude's kind of being like, a dick. You're like, you're on your own, dude. Go get out there. <laughs> go, go watch that bridge. Right. Wonder, wonder if he ever had bridge. any real missions, or they're just sending him to do things. Like. So actually, Terrar was commissioned as a spy for the French army. Or his first mission was to secretly curry a. Let me backtrack a little bit. His first mission was to be a secret courier for a document um, to travel basically across enemy lines to a place that cannot easily be detected if caught. So they hid this in his digestive tract. They literally used him as an actual... They used his belly to take a message over enemy lines. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but the message see? is going to get ground up by the stones and the blood. This is my theory. It's getting ruined now. <laughs> ruined. Well, uh, unfortunately, after being paid with a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull viscera, which he ate immediately upon presentation directly in front of what we can only imagine to be incredibly revolted generals and other commanding officers, Terrar swallowed a wooden box containing a document that could pass through a system completely intact and be delivered to a high-ranking prisoner of war in Prusia. He swallowed a box. <laughs> a fucking box that had a message. With... with with what, eight square edges on it, a box. Yeah, after eating a wheelbarrow full of 30 pounds of raw bull. We gotta make room for the box. <laughs> uh, as I mean, one, I, I guess at this point you're at, what, 30-something pounds? He's nothing. No yeah. problem. He can eat a fucking cow still. I mean, he already ate, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For 15. A box. A fucking box. Box. I don't... This is, this is insane. 
Uh, as one might expect, an individual who smells like a foot and and is completely or er, and compulsively eats from the garbage would likely attract attention. I mean, even if it's like a two inch by two inch box, it's still a fucking box. Even if it's a one inch, but yeah, I can't even imagine. I have a tiny ass like, mouth to begin with. Like I'm looking at a, a golf ball right there that's in my shot glass, and like. A box the size of a golf ball, even. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> How? I'm sorry. But this right. box is big enough for a document. Big, yeah, oh God. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't, you know, exactly the ideal hallmark markings of a spy. How did he sneak in when you can smell him from 20 feet away? Exactly. They didn't think about it because he's not very secretive. He's <laughs> very... He's rancid. You can <laughs> smell him. He looks... You know, he looks like Terrar. He got a big jowly face. He's got bloodhound jowls hanging off his face. Super fair haired, 100 pound little scrawny oh, dude. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, hear the rocks in his stomach clanking around just, as he walks. There comes Terrar. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, compound this with the fact that Terrar did not speak any German, and he was, uh, so he was quickly caught. Yeah. Yeah. The second he walked across those lines, he was quickly caught, he was beaten, imprisoned, and forced to undergo the psychological torment of a mock execution before being returned to France. Damn. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you're not, you're not actually just a passing, like, you know, peasant, you're a yeah. fucking spy. Yeah. We're going to mock execute you. And uh, this actually made him confess to what he was doing. And when they pulled out the message, the message was purely a test. It wasn't even an actual message. They just wanted to see if they could trust Harar. Oh. Yeah, and he failed. And he failed. He fucking failed. Poor dude. Oh, Gerard. 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 But they ended up returning him and... So he came back to France, and again, under the care of Dr. Percy, the trauma Terrar endured left him incapable of continuing his military service and, des- and desperate to find a cure for his condition. So now, you know, he's, he's thinking about, like, I want to fix whatever the fuck's going on in me. Oh, I... <laughs> How you doing, Greg? I feel like he's on the downslope now. Yeah, it's not going to get... I don't, I don't, you know, oh, gosh. It's not going to be very nice for Terrar. For you. Oh. Okay. So, Terrar tried opiates, wine vinegar, tobacco pills, and a diet of soft-boiled eggs were tobacco all employed. Pills. But Terrar was still forced to dra- or still forced to walk the streets fighting stray dogs for discarded slaughterhouse cuisine, drink the blood of patients who were being well, he, treated he with bloodletting. Probably just took the dog, right? Probably. I mean, <laughs> he wasn't fighting the dog for food. He was fighting the dog for the dog. <laughs> and uh, he was even caught consuming cadavers from the hospital morgue multiple times. <sighs> Fucking cadavers, dude. God damn it. <laughs> I... Oh. Eventually, a toddler went missing from the hospital, and Terrar, the suspected culprit, was chased from the premises before disappearing into the city. Fuck. They never found the toddler either. It's amazing, like, you know, he's already been certified as a sane person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, hunger is one of the biggest driving factors in life, period. Yeah. And when you're hungry, you don't think properly. When you're no. hungry, you're not yourself. You're not. It's like that uh, Snickers was, he commercial. He was a constant Snickers commercial that made him a snake, man, goat, cat, owl. Toddler, toddler eating. Toddler thing. Blood drinking. Guy. Thing. <laughs> 
I mean, he, he's just, you have to become ravenous at some point. Well, and I you're think... You're just trying to fill your stomach. Yeah, you're trying to provide for yourself. I mean, that's one of, like, the basic stressors. God, the worm living in him must have been the size of a boa constrictor at Seriously. some point. Like, um, well, and, like, also you have to think, like, after being kidnapped and tortured from, yeah. the, like, that's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Mentally, and if you were sane prior to that, but you already got all that weird shit going on, like yeah. you are, f- bingo, you're out of here. Yeah, like you, you fucked up. Close that shot. You're shot at doing something good and being a cool spy. Yep, and now you're just begging for foods. But Doctor Percy was contacted by a physician of Versailles Hospital at the behest of a patient on their deathbed. So this is you know fast forward. Percy literally can't figure out what's wrong with him. Um, Tarar end up, ends up going on his own, and he's living on the streets just trying to sustain his hunger. Um, ended up hitting that wall, and sure enough, that patient on their deathbed was Tarar. And he was now brought to death's door by what he professed to be a golden fork he had swallowed two years previously and was now lodged inside of him. <laughs> he, you guys can't see my face, so there's a lot of facial reaction going on to this story. <gasps> I, a fork. A fucking golden fork. Golden fork. He was not golden enough to that golden fork. How? That. <laughs> I feel like up until this point, I've been able to mentally defend some of the things he's choosing. Trying to get your face. <laughs> I, just, I just, I, the, the stones, the, the bandage, the everything, I the get The toddler. It. A fork, man? <laughs> a fork. That was never going to end up good for you. No. And I mean, unfortunately, too, in that time, like, you don't know what the fuck nutrition is. No. So you're just thinking, oh, if I eat this, this will, like, help my hunger. I'm eating it. Stab. You understand stab. You're going to stab your insides. Like, that. I'm not the smartest man, but I understand pokey things don't go in. Yeah, pokey things pokey, don't go inside. Yeah, pokey things are bad. Your insides are way too soft. <laughs> oh, goodness. At the time, it had been four years since Percy had last seen Tarar, and he hoped that he would be able to save his life by removing the fork. Unfortunately for Tarar, it wasn't actually the fork that was killing him, but end-stage tuberculosis. And within a month of contacting Percy, Tarar had ultimately passed away. God, and he had tuberculosis? Yeah. That's rough. But a curious colleague intended to inspect Tarar's corpse. However, fellow surgeons refused to partake, and it quickly became a race against the clock as the body began to rot rapidly. What the hell? Why? Why would you... How could you... <laughs> it's like the oddity of your life is sitting in front of you to inspect and learn from, and you're saying no? Um. Well, they ended up doing it, but because the body was just full of fucking shit, it literally started to decompose, like, the second he passed away. And findings from the autopsy revealed that Terrar possessed a shockingly wide esophagus, which allowed spectators to look directly from his open mouth into his stomach, which was unfathomably large and lined with ulcers. His body was full of pus, his liver and gallbladder abnormally large, and the fork was never rediscovered. He could just <laughs> drop things down his gullet. So that explains how he's able to eat all these fucking weird objects. Because he's hope, hope, hope. He can just toss, <laughs> just 
dropped things, like an elevator shaft, into his Whoop. fucking stomach. Yep. A literal trash chute. <clears throat> that's so insane. That's the story of Tarar, but now we're going to get into discovering the diagnosis behind the bizarre medical mystery that is Tarar. How are you feeling right now, Greg? I'm just can, can <laughs> flustered. It's the only <laughs> word I can think of. Can what do you think, uh... Do you think it's just it's hunger? Do you think it, it has to be? There has to be a a tape snake, <laughs> a tape like yeah, python. Not, yeah, yeah, a tape python living <laughs> inside of him. It was a worm sent like you know decades ago, but he, when he was a child, he got a tapeworm. Like and he went now, into his nose. And yeah, he now has a tape python. But the way his body was constructed, it. It makes me think past a parasite because if this is, if his esophagus was that large, I think he created that. That is true because he could stretch it out because yeah. the tissue is very you know one stone at a time. Yeah, I mean one cat, one toddler at one a time. Toddler, <laughs> yeah, I mean holy, I'm just envisioning eating a whole. That's so morbid, but just, yeah, toddler down the shoot. There was there's that guy. His name was The Fox or something. He's on The Man Show, if you remember The Man Show, anybody. A um, little bit before your time, Anya. But this guy, The Fox, he could... Something, like, had something removed or his, his esophagus wasn't there, but he could just dump beers down his throat. Like, like literally, like, pouring them down. You oh know, he's God, not like swallowing or anything. Yeah, he's just literally opening his mouth and he could just dump beer down his throat. Good Lord. So the guy is, like, famous for that. Not a terrible thing to be famous for. No. Guys, <laughs> um, he's like swindle people in the bar and like drinking competitions and stuff. That's like, uh, it. Kind of reminds me how I want to get it. Swindling. I'm um, getting a tattoo of your name on my ass and going up to the bar and be like, "Hey, five bucks to get your yeah, name tattooed yeah, on my ass." Yeah. Um, man, what a what a blessing it is not to have a body that has a weird abnormality, yeah, ab- yeah. abnormality like that. Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. So, uh, what was the cause of Tarar's insatiable hunger? In short, we don't know for sure. When contemporary medical procedures of the time included drinking raw mercury to clear out head demons, oh, God. should it come as a surprise that Tarar received no suitable diagnosis or treatment in his own lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but... <clears throat> Dr. Don Moore, a chiropractor certified in science-based nutrition and owner and operator of Synergy Pro Wellness, uh, decided to share his take on things. Okay. Now, granted, there's a possibility that Dr. Percy's personal documentation in the years following Tarar's death was exaggerated or falsified, but they were considered credible enough at the time of their publication to be featured in reputable medical texts such as the Study of Medicine, Popular Physiology, and London Medical and Physical Journal. Plus, Dr. Percy is considered the father of military surgeons, was chef, chief surgeon to the French Army, a university professor, inventor of important battlefield medical implements, and is considered an all-around highly reputable guy. So given we accept the above tale as an accurate representation of Tarar's symptoms, what does Dr. Moore have to say about it? And this is coming from Dr. Moore himself. It can be broken down by category. He didn't suffer from psychosis, so he was completely aware and cognitive. But that doesn't rule out hyperactivity of hormones and dysfunctions of components of his brain. His, his sensor that would allow him to know that he was full was damaged. If he underwent a brain study, he would have probably been identified as having as, uh, 
identified as having an enlarged hypothalamus. Hmm. So that it kind of makes sense because your brain, you know, communicates with the rest of your body. Yeah. So I could see how if that was damaged, you just you're never full. So you just keep stretching and stretching <clears throat> and stretching his esophagus. You just keep on piling it in because it's like that. Uh, I forgot the actual response to it. I think it's the parasympathetic system. When you are very, very full, it kicks in to like kind of relax yeah. your body. So if you never have that, you're always just... I feel like at some point, like, he'd be living on the toilet half his life, too. Or... Literally. Or, I mean, his digestive tract is so fucked, he's probably not even, like... I don't want to know what's going on yeah. down there. <laughs> That's another mystery. Yeah. Um, ulcers and pus. Oof. But the hypothalamus regulates the body's temperature and is responsible for causing the sensation of hunger. Given Terrar was constantly overheated and in dire search of food, it seems to be a perfect fit. Dr. Moore also subjects a possible cause of pica, which causes the eating of non-edible objects. Or case of pica. So, huh. um, as for why Terrar never weighed more so than... So you can have something called pica that mm-hmm. just makes you want to eat. Which, have you ever seen the show My Strange Addiction? I've heard of it. Uh, there is actually a lot of episodes where I've... Because I've seen episodes of people that, that eat yeah. rocks and yeah. eat, like, cat litter. They eat just... Ooh. Yeah, stuff. Like, you just constantly need to be chewing on something. Huh. Um, and so when I first saw, you know, the rocks and the Band-Aids, I was like, oh. But then I was seeing how much quantities he was eating. Like, that's abnormal. Yeah. That's weird. What's causing that? As for why Terrar never weighed more than 100 pounds... Dr. Moore theorizes, based on his habitually eating raw meat, he most likely had a parasite as well. The fact that he was of normal size means something else is being nourished, and the fact that he was constantly hungry leans towards him feeding a secondary organism, a parasite like a hookworm or a roundworm, perhaps. So, there's a theory about the parasite, which totally makes sense. Yeah, without him gaining constant weight or anything, like, yeah, it had to be. I don't want to know how big that fucking parasite ended up being. It, it had to, I, I feel like eventually it just was his intestine. Like, <gasps> probably nothing passed through him. It probably just made it. Went straight into the parasite. Right into the parasite. Oh, yeah. I there's a movie that I watched in the early 2000s. It's like an alien movie, and these people were in the mountains. And this uh, alien came in, and there was, like, the little, like, parasite worms would crawl into it and, like, go into their belly and just, like, <laughs> suck out the life. And that's what I'm picturing oof. right now. And makes my tummy a little tap to derby. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this, this is a rough one. Uh, there exists other equally plausible theories as well. Hyperthyroidism, which can cause an excessive appetite and sweating, as well as fine hair. Um, Prater-Willie syndrome, a condition which causes constant hunger even for non-edible items. Extreme iron deficiency, which causes cravings for the same. A damaged amygdala, which is also a possibility as it can cause polyphagia, the medical term for extreme overeating. Uh, Interestingly, a case similar, just a less uh, less extreme, to Terrar's was reported at the exact same time and in the exact same area, that of Charles Domery, which may point to a common environmental cause. Hmm. Given that all of this occurred in... Concurrently with the French Revolution, which was built on a foundation of famine, a shared nutritional deficiency may be at fault. Any in, any of or a combination of the aforementioned could be what caused Terrar to be this weird human being, or in other words, uh, induced his cannibalistic tendencies, but we'll never know for sure. 
In all, this tale sounds more like something from the myths of Stephen King than it does an unresolved mystery from the pages of medical history. Whatever the cause, it may be easy to ridicule Terrar and label him a monster, but it would be more accurate to categorize his case as a tragedy. Terrar did not ask for his high metabolism, and there is no telling how he personally felt about the grotesque actions it pushed him to commit. Um, Nevertheless, all that we can do now is be thankful for the advances in medical technology that have prevented more cases like this from occurring and for our bodies not to be consumed parasites. Jeez, that's crazy. And that is the story of Tarar. So, um, well, I forget, was the toddler alive that went missing? Or, yes. Okay. Toddler was alive that went missing. So he possibly did murder once. Yes. Oh. And I that's... mean, the other animals, of course. Yeah, yeah, animals, of course. Um, God, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. That was nuts. I Like I said, when I found it, li- like, my jaw dropped so just what? drawn into it. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, no, you, you got me on that one. That was crazy. This is definitely one of the ones that makes you very grateful to not live in a time like such. I'm where constantly, constantly grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not only just, like, the living conditions, but that shit that... And the fact that there was a case almost identical, but just a little bit less extreme to him... Yeah. ...does make me think that... It was a parasite from... Something in the water. Something in the water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That was, uh, that was yeah. gnarly. That was gnarly. Well, I... Uh, I'm about to pee my pants. <laughs> I mean, you got anything else for today? Uh, nope. That is, uh, that is everything. So, uh, episode one of your show is out. It's on Spotify. It it's at buzzsprout.com. It's now on Apple Podcasts, too. Is it on Apple now, finally? Yep. Awesome. So, so, yeah, sorry we kind of told you it would be on everything right away, and it wasn't. And if, if you issues. went and looked right away, like, on Monday when we said it would come out, it did. It was just kind of, like, on the website, and then Spotify, and now finally iTunes. So, mm-hmm. now it's on everything you're listening to on right now. Uh, episode one was fantastic. Uh, just a little introduce introduction from nice our dear Anya. Yeah, so I'm excited for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have that uh, hippy dippy healthy friend out there. Um, so make sure <laughs> they know about her show and can listen to it. Uh, make sure you go give it five stars and a little comment on Apple Podcast. Make sure you give us five stars and a bigger comment on Apple Podcast. Show love. And make sure you follow us at SP Weird World. You can follow me at Greg's Weird World. You can follow Anya at Anya Daniela, all at Instagram. And you know what, guys? We need you to do one thing for us. Go ahead and keep it weird! Bunch of weirdos. Fucking weirdos. Where? I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.